Ladies and gentlemen, federal employees, welcome back to this episode of Q&A. Here with me, your host, my name is Dallin Haas. It is always a pleasure spending some time with you today. And today we have three questions. They're all relatively short, just a few lines. But let me tell you this, I really have never touched on these topics like I'm going to today. So today's gonna be a great, great episode. Now, if you're a federal employee, if you haven't subscribed, whether on the podcast, the YouTube channel, hey, first, it does help me out, right? It does help me out as the channel. It helps spread the message that we are helping feds here and that we're helping them get the most out of their retirement and their benefits. And so it definitely helps me out. But my hope is that it helps you out too, right? This is kind of an exchange of, hey, I hope this this content helps you out, provides value for you. And so in return, you subscribe and you you tune in for future episodes, right? So hopefully that's kind of the exchange we, we can uh, get going here. And without further ado, let's jump right in to the episode. So question number one, they say, hey, I'm a new subscriber and I now am a regular viewer. Thank you very much. Next, their question is, hey, what closing price do we get when we do an interfund transfer? Okay, so there's more, but I'm going to um, stop there. An interfund transfer is basically when you move your money amongst the different funds inside the TSP. So for example, let's say you're 100% G fund. If you move it then into the C fund, the S fund, that's an interfund transfer, okay? Next, is it that so basically he's asking, hey, what closing price do we get when we do this? What price do we get when we do an interfund transfer? He says, hey, is it the day that you submit the interfund transfer request or the next day? They say, hey, I kind of know the answer, but I'm not quite sure. Hope you can help, thanks. Okay, so there's a couple things that we have to really kind of nail down and clarify before we dig dig in. So. The TSP is a little different than other funds or stocks or other things that you might invest in. For example, let's say you invest in Apple. Let's say you have a brokerage account somewhere and you have Apple stock. Well, while the market is open, while the stock market is open, people are trading the Apple stock, right? And there's a price that it's trading for all the time, right? And that price is gonna fluctuate actually up and down depending on what people are trading, right? So throughout the day, the price can change, right? Well, the TSP is different. So the TSP at the end of every day actually says, okay, how did the funds do today? And based on that, how it ended, how the days ended, that's what they base their price. So they only have a price once a day. The price does not change more than once a day, okay? So what this gentleman is asking, hey, if we, submit a interfund transfer, do we get the price of the day that we submitted it or do we get the next day's price? How does it work, right? And it's a great question. And basically this is what the TSP website says. They say, hey, if you made an interfund transfer on our website, the TSP website, or the thrift line, meaning calling in, if you do that before noon Eastern time, then your interfund transfers are generally processed as of that business day. But if they're made after 12 noon Eastern time, then they're generally processed the next business day. So that's generally how it's gonna work, right? If you do it before noon Eastern time, you're gonna get that day's price. If it's after the next day's price. Now they say generally, right? So maybe that it's not always the case, but that's probably what they're shooting for most of the time. So 
That is why when it comes to people talking about day trading their TSB account, meaning, hey, I think the market's gonna you know, drop tomorrow, okay, I'm going to sell. That sort of strategy of the short term trying to day trade your account, that's why it's not very easy to do in your TSP, right? First, you only have so many trades a month, it's two. You can only do it trade twice in a month, right? Second, you only get a price once a day, right? So you can't get any fluctuation during the day, so it's very difficult to do, right? Day trading in general is very difficult to do, and in the TSP, it's, it's very difficult. It's just not meant for that. And actually, before there was a rule on how many trades you can do in a month, the reason they implemented that rule is because people were trying to day trade the TSP, and that costs money, right? Every trade you do, it costs money, not for you, but just for the plan in general, right? And so they say, hey, let's limit this, and so let's save money for every TSP participant out there, right? So that's how it works. Hopefully that makes sense. Next question. They say, hey, I am a LEO, a law enforcement officer, which is a special provision federal employee, right? They say, hey, can an LEO retire after 25 years of service and get access to their TSP before the age of 50? Great question. So let's, let's give some background. When it comes to retirement accounts and getting access to your retirement accounts, really the magic number is 59 and a half, okay? When it comes to IRAs, when it comes to your TSP, 401ks, the magic number is 59 and a half. Now, there are some exceptions, right? If you retire in the year that you turn 55 or later, you can access your TSP without a penalty, okay? Now, at any time, even if you're still working, you can access your TSP with an in-service withdrawal. You have to be 59 and a half though. That's the rule. Once you're past 59 and a half, then you can generally access your retirement account without that penalty, easy peasy, okay? Now, if you are a special provisions first, the rules are a little different. So if you are an air traffic controller, law enforcement, firefighter, those folks, right? And you, you'll know it if you are, right? Um, then, if you retire in the year that you turn 50 or later, then you can access your TSP at that point, okay? So that's how it works. And so this gentleman is asking, hey, if I have 25 years of service, can I actually touch my TSP before the age of 50? And the answer is, well, you can always touch your TSP, but there will be a penalty. You can't access your TSP before age 50 without a 10% penalty. You can't, that's just not how it works. So. I wish I had a better answer for you or a different answer, but uh, that, that's kind of how it works. And so basically, no. My answer is no, you can't access it before 50. As a special provisions, you can't. If you're a normal FERS, then the age is 55. You can't access it before 55 without a 10% penalty. So um, hopefully that helps. Okay, last question here. They say, hey, I took out a general TSP loan earlier this year. Now I'm considering to retire, and they are 57 with 36 years. Right, so they have a full retirement, right? Their question is, hey, do I have to pay off my TSP loan before retirement? Great question. So the answer is no, you don't have to pay off your loan. There's no requirement that you have to. They're not gonna like stop you from leaving the building because you still have a TSP loan. You can, you can retire. Now, the reason you may not want to retire with the TSP loan is because it'd be, it um, counts as a taxable distribution. Okay, so let's say you have a $20,000 TSP loan outstanding when you retire. Well, tax-wise, it's gonna just act as if you just took out $20,000 from your TSP, 
right? And if you're okay with that, hey, no problem. Maybe that's the easier option than trying to pay it all back before you retire. Just know you may not want to take a TSP loan out close to retirement because yeah, anything you don't pay back at retirement does count as a taxable distribution. So you definitely want to make sure that all works tax-wise and depending on when in the year you are retiring, that may or may not make a big difference for your tax for that year. So I hope that was helpful, guys. Those are the three questions. Those are some great questions. And honestly, you guys are sending in some awesome, awesome questions. So if you have any questions that you'd like me to answer here on this episode, every Saturday I do a Q&A. There's a link below where you can go to my website, submit a question, and I review all of them. I pick the best ones for the audience here, and then we, uh, we answer them. So have an incredible rest of your day, and I'll see you next time.